This is the SNC Podcast. My name is Shade Anozie. Today, I am joined by talented music producer and audio engineer, Focus Ramon. For those who are not familiar with the name Focus Ramon, he is behind the production and audio engineering of songs such as Mojid's Love Spell, Sadauda's Kalakuta, Eva's War Coming, Shodem Camp's BMW, Aramide's Yami My Lover, to name a few. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Cool, cool. So what's up? How has your day been so far? <sighs> <laughs> what is with that sigh? <laughs> I'm sleeping on the bed for the first time in about, about a week. And I'm home. I'm home for the first time in over a week. Oh my god. Uh, yeah, I've practically been living at the studio. Oh my god. And yeah, dog life. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say that. That studio life, man, it's quite, it's quite hard. Thug life. <laughs> that studio life. Wow. Yeah, I mean, what can I do? We chose the life, or the yeah. life chose us, uh-huh. or, or whatever. <laughs> well, you know, at least, at least thank God for the salad break. You, you know, you said you got to be in your bed right? for time, like a week. That's just. But yeah. after, so, have you been sleeping yeah. all day? Um, thing is, I don't even really remember how to sleep much anymore. Yeah. So. My my body is wired to to just do short periods now, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Yeah. And there's people that are, that will be unhappy that I'm sleeping. Sure. Yeah. Or that, or that I'm trying to get some That's sleep. Great, yeah. yeah. But I mean, me first. Mm-hmm. Every now and then. Yeah. Because I've seen your Instagram comments sometimes, like, um. Oh my God! Oh, you <laughs> Where's my project? <laughs> yeah, like I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm coming. <laughs> Man, I had to like I don't even post so much. I don't. I never post so much, mm-hmm. but now I have to even reduce because every time, then they like there'll be like ten people that remember. Yeah. Oh, I need to call this guy. I need to call this guy. I'm like, okay, everybody, just chill, take yeah. it easy. Yeah. One that's yeah. Like but it's all good, man. Yeah. And I feel like I'm one of those people. I'm not gonna lie. Like whenever like I, I reach out to someone, <laughs> like I, I I email you or call you, and then I see you putting stuff on Instagram. So I'm like, really though, like you have time, really. Okay, so you like get back to me. So I can kind of empathize with both of you. But anywho, I'm glad that your day has been great so far. You've been able to sleep on your bed for the first time in like a week. That's crazy. But you know, thank you for doing this. So I want to start off the interview by noting that I did talk about in the introduction that some people may not be familiar with your name, Focus Ramon, but there's actually a reason for that. And the reason is the fact that your production name used to be Tintin. <laughs> Why are you well, talking in the background? <laughs> and by the way, Tintin should be um should ring a bell for people who have been following Eva Alodia's career because um so if you notice Tintin used to be her producer. So can you tell us why you chose to change your name from Tintin to Focus Ramon? Um, okay, so I'm going to be asking you questions too. Okay, that's is fine. that cool? That's perfectly fine. Okay, so uh, which name is cooler? You know, can I just, no, 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 can I just say that I like, you know, because Tintin is cool, but focus yeah. on me, I'm not going to lie, when when I saw that switch, I was like, who, who is this person I'm following, you know, I was like, but oh, yeah? think of, no, seriously, it makes me, you know, um, Rafiki from The Lion King? Oh, yeah, yeah. he knows the way. Yes, <laughs> he knows the way. <laughs> I love it. I love Bogos Ramon. It makes me think of like words like an elder, you know, peacefulness. Oh. 
Bybee, like Chakra, all these oh, different cool words. I really, oh, really yeah. like Focus Ramon. I really do. Um, okay, it's been something that's been on my mind. I, I've been using Focus Ramon, actually, as my Twitter name for a while. Not my handle, just my name. Okay. And um, it was something that just came to me. I, it's a very long story how the name came about, but... Give us a certain um, Okay, so I'm the most distracted person I've met or the most distracted person you've met or you've never met. I get distracted really easily, so I have to keep telling myself to focus on time. You know, and um, there used to be this Tintin cartoon. Yeah, my name was Tintin because um, I was a fan. I was a very big fan, and someone, for some reason, decided to call me that in uni. So it stuck. No, I fought it, so it stuck. When you fight, a name, it sticks. Yeah. So I fought it, so it stuck. So, yeah, when I got into production, I decided to go with I mean, that's what everybody knew me as, so I just went with it. But um, So it, there was this cartoon, right, this episode, where um, they used to tell, there was a Ramon there in one of the Tintin episodes. There was a Ramon there, and they told him, they used to tell him to have patience, patience, Ramon, patience, Ramon. So every time I tell my, myself to focus, when I start getting distracted, I'm always like, focus, Ramon, focus, Ramon. And then I just thought like, okay, this is actually not a bad name, you know, focus, Ramon. So that's how that happened. Oh. I think you're the only person I, I, I've told this. I never told anyone this before. No, because like I said in like I said in the introduction, some people may not be familiar with your name, but that's not because people don't oh, yeah. know you. It's because you switched your name from Tintin to Focus yeah. Ramon. So we're like, wait, who's Focus? So, so continue. Yeah, I, I, I just thought it stood out more. It mm-hmm. stood out more, and um, I mean, for Google's sake, you know, I mean, you said Tintin. It's already an established franchise. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's going to be pretty difficult going up against that this is like a 70 yeah. or more than 70 year old franchise yeah. so i mean tint and you're seeing the cartoon so i mean i would i would rather own something i mean and copyright issues too maybe down the line and yeah. stuff yeah so wow. just got that out of the way okay well that's really cool <laughs> okay seriously and when, when i was like ah i make me think i because i love rafiki i think he's just awesome <laughs> I was like, oh my god, I makes me think of like, you know, he's like this really, you know, elderly grown person. <laughs> um, but is it safe to say that, you know, down the line when you eventually become more successful, you know, like you know how we got yeah. like, you know, Puffy to Puff Daddy to P Diddy to Oh yeah. Is that gonna happen oh, yeah. time for you? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think I'm home now. You're I just home keep now. it like this. Okay. Yeah. Well, we're glad to have it. you home because I might actually do a legal name change. That's what might change. Oh, okay. You might change your my, my actual birth government name. Oh, yeah. To focus from. Oh, really? I just might. Hmm. I think your parents would be so yeah. happy about that. You know? Yeah. Well, they're happy about everything I do. Yeah. So they'll take that in stride too. Focus from. What is your What's your passport name? My passport name is Inka Olawoye. Is what? Inka Olawoye. I never tell him. Yeah. I don't know what I'm telling you. Well, we have to know, like, like a passage of right on the podcast. Like, we have to ask you a passage. Yes. Oh, uh, okay. So, we know you are a mom, but, you know, it's like, okay. So, your name is Inka what again? Olawoye. Olawoye. So, so, you see, you know, Google is actually not the answer to everything. Because I searched high and low, and somehow, you know, I was like, okay, yeah, Baba Tindemo, yeah, okay, whatever. Oh, wow. That's what you came up with. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I have people trying to be me. <laughs> if I had given a million dollars, I would just, like, lose because I had the wrong name. Wow. 
<laughs> but I, I see you, Babatsunde. Keep it up. Keep it up. <laughs> so Yinka, um, so you talked about your name is your personal name is Yinka. Can you tell us how you got into music? Talk about your background real briefly for people who would like to know more about that. I would like to know more about that. So can you just talk to us a bit about your background? Um, I didn't have much of a musical background to be honest. I my dad though, my dad was a very massive music lover. He had he had tons and tons and tons of tapes back then. And um somehow, somehow he there was always music playing in the house, you know. And then I think with time though that went down. I think he just got involved in other things. I mean, life, being a father and all of that stuff. So the music part kind of went down. And I don't I don't come from musical family at all. Extended family on both sides. There's nobody doing anything close to entertainment. So um, I think I was just naturally inclined to it because I would always go and get the tapes myself. You know, when maybe I would be home alone or something, I'll go pick up the tapes and start listening to. But my dad really liked jazz. He really liked jazz. So um, I would just always listen to the tapes and somehow on the line, I just really got interested in music. I never thought I would produce or get into it in any way. And um, so I was always listening to music. When I got older, I was always buying shadies. When I got even older, I started downloading a lot of music. Mm-hmm. I, so it was just love for it. It was just, you know, love. I would listen in depth, listen to every instrument, listen to every word, listen to every line, the melodies and stuff. I didn't know what they were called, you know, mm-hmm. but I was always listening very intently. And um, so when I got into uni, I heard about Fruity Loops. Mm. That's what they called it. Then. And um, I kind of got, okay, you know, even before that, I started messing with some music synthesizer on some old Windows computer back then. Long story short, um, I got into it at uni, when I got into uni, and I found I was, okay, not bad at this, you know. Mm. I mean, I was doing some fairly decent for a 15-year-old and mm. fairly decent stuff. And um, people liked the little things I was doing. And then I stumbled, stumbled on a mag one day. It's no longer in print, um, Scratch magazine. It was a DJ slash producer magazine from the, you know, early, mid-2000s. Mm. And... So, like, that was the first time ever that I knew what record producers did. You know, we broke down everything, their gear, interviews with producers, all sorts of stuff. And I'm like, oh, this is an entire field. Like, there's people that do this for a living. And it blew my mind. And at that moment, I just knew, like, hell yeah, this is what I'm going to do. This is it. And I like to, I like gear. I mean, I was reading um, computer science. I like to... I used to build computers then. I'm a bit of a tech geek, you know. So seeing all that gear, all the cables, all the wires and all of that stuff, I'm like, okay, this is this really looks interesting. So um yeah, I decided to, to go into it full time as soon as I left uni. Okay, well that's so cool. So could, um couple couple of other questions tied to that. you didn't study or take any music classes in secondary school, no? No, I did not. No, Absolutely not. I begged my dad to to let me play guitar when I was younger. I was enthralled by the guitar. There was a guitarist in my church and it was, I don't know, I was always in love with everything he was doing. And I don't know, I just don't think they took me serious enough. I kept telling my dad I wanted to learn, I wanted to learn, I wanted to learn. I would go meet the guy, the guitarist, and he would tell me to tell my dad, like, okay, these are the things you need to buy and this and that. Mm-hmm. But I was always just dismissed, you know. Yeah. And then I just lost interest in that. But after I started, I, um, 
one thing I would like to say, I'm I'm entirely self-taught. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I had to learn everything by myself. I like to read though, so it wasn't so difficult. Mm-hmm. So I would always go and look for books, go online and look at videos and learn and learn and learn. I like to learn too. So it's um yeah, no formal music education as such. Wow. Just off the internet and books. That's super like see. So it's like, you know, I always I think, who I was interviewing someone, I think it was Fields and he was saying that, you know, a lot of the things that he's learned over time came from YouTube. Yeah. So again, it kinda of, he was kind of trying to emphasize the fact that YouTube is a portal of information if you use it wisely. It you know. So yeah. internet is is massive. It's a game changer. There is nothing in the world that you can't learn if if you really put your mind to it. There is no distance, there is no absence of teachers or, you know, there's no one in your area doing that kind of thing. So you think you can't learn. As long as you have the internet you can do anything. You can learn anything. Yeah, that's true. So well, what yeah. school did you go to? Or did you have ah, Wow. Okay, interesting. <laughs> Why are you, Uncle, Uncle? This is not FBI things now. Eh? Yeah, I don't I just, you know, I, for some reason, I never tell, I never say um, a lot of personal stuff to people. I don't know why. I think I'm just a bit of... Yeah. Oh, well, so I, I went to um, ISL. Oh, uni see, all these people. Yeah. You, know, you know, the difference between like, all these people, my phone, man, I don't really tell people. Wow, really? Like, I, I was going to Najibota school. It was just wow. a... I kind of feel like it was. Maybe, you know, maybe that's me trying to make you feel better, but it's fine. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that was the range and them, you know, that that's yeah. and, and AIS and them, you know. Yeah, yeah we, we, we just registered. Okay. And then for, what about university? What uni, what uni did you attend? Oh, I'm not going to tell you that one now. You know, I'm sorry, but how, you know, how do you know? How do you not know, even know that? How do you not know? You I know? would be, I, if, if you know it, Please keep it to yourself. Okay, fine. All right, I will. I will do. That. I will do that favor. <laughs> okay, I'll tell them so they don't. So they don't crucify exactly. me. I, I went to Covenant. I'm like, seriously, yeah, so like, up, You know, I, I I don't really roll with y'all, but God bless you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't even got my certificate, man. Wow, what I graduated ages. Shade is that you graduated? Okay, you graduated ages ago, and you haven't picked up your um certificate. Well, I don't know. I don't really. Let's not talk about covering that. Keep it moving, man. All right. So, so you dabble in, not you dabble, you have two different aspects of your artistry. You have um, production and you have audio engineering. Yeah. So I want to know which came first. Is it the production? Because I think you said the production, but um, you also like I said, you mix and you master. So talk to us about which came first and why you thought that it was important that you wanted to add either or to your repertoire as a um, producer or a mixing and mastering engineer. Okay, so um, about that, production came first. Okay. Naturally, production is still is still what I consider my um. Yeah, that's that's my um, that's what I love to do more than anything else in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got into production. I like to experiment. I like to. I don't like limits. I don't like rules. I don't like. Oh, this is how you're supposed to do this. Maybe that came because 
I had to learn everything myself. So I always try to find out how this happens. So I never had anyone telling me you have to do things like this. But long story short, so because of the fact that I like to experiment a lot with music, I was never able to get someone that could mix my stuff, you know, the way I wanted it to sound. Okay, so maybe I recorded guitars, right? And um, I wanted them to sound like Hendrix or like Santana. You know, there were not many people here that were listening to that type of music, so they wouldn't know what to do. You feel me? They wouldn't know what to do to get me that sound I wanted. So I had to learn these things by myself. So that's where the mixing thing came from. So I, it was never a thing where I, I, I thought I would do it professionally. It was never a conscious thing where I thought, oh, I want to get good at mixing, you know, so I can mix for people. It just came for my own self, for records that I make. I want my kicks, my snare sound in a certain way. I want my vocals. I want this type of reverb. That's not what everybody's doing, but that's what I want. So I had to go learn those things by myself. And it, it was just little incremental knowledge. It was never, there was never a point where I felt like, oh, I'm going to learn mixing and matching for the next six months. You know, it was just, okay, how do I get this type of reverb? How do I get that Daft Punk effect on this thing? You know, so you go on the internet, you search and you search and you search. So um, over time, over time, gradually, I got really good at it. And um, if I do say so myself, I got good at it. And people <laughs> would hear stuff that I did, that I produced, and they'd be like, oh, who makes that record? And I'm like, I mixed it myself. I'm like, oh, Finn. And then, okay, maybe two weeks later, they call you and they're like, oh, I have this song. I want you to mix for me. I'm like, okay. Well, it's just like that now. So somehow I started doing it and word of mouth referrals and stuff. And then it became, it became <laughs> for the last year or so, it's been what I've been doing more than anything else. So I've, I kind of took a break from production and I've been doing more mixing and mastering now. Yeah. Yeah. I'll get, I'll get, to, the, I'll get to the mixing and mastering because I have some other questions for you. But for um, people who may be wondering the types of, the, the sorts of tracks that, <clears throat> excuse me, what kind of cough is this? The the kinds of tracks that <laughs> the tracks that he's uh, mixed and mastered. He's mixed and mastered Dami Cranes, um, most recent single Prayer. You have Ami and In Case of Incacity, right? Yeah, yeah, for He's done um Lyo Isaac, Now Wish, he's done Fouses, something light, Reminisces, new single Pomile. I hope I pronounced that properly. A couple of songs. <laughs> Spicy's the first wave EP, Sion Moruda's I remix. He actually mixed that. He's done um, Mix and Mastered Files, Baby Boy Files, Red On Sa, um, Arami Day's Suitcase album, um, Shady's album Rhythm and Life, Lynx's sophomore album, The Album Before the Album, Files, Bad, Bad, Baddest, Celebrity Girlfriend, um, Stories That Touch, Files album, and Eva's Deaf and Dumb, to name a few. That's just me trying to make it short. Oh, so, it's done. Yeah, wow, that's I'm putting what... in work, man, and I don't even give myself credit. Yes, but, you know, that's one of the <laughs> I want I want people to know more about the people behind the scenes, you know, because a lot of times what we just see is the, the artist, which is fine, but for me, I, I really, really am very passionate about the, the creation process uh, about when it comes to music, so I always, I'm just always drawn to producers and um, engineers, so, you know, that's the point of us asking you all these questions, like, what school you went to, you know, and co- compared to, like, you trying to shade us, but, you know, so I could remind <laughs> In terms of mixing and mastering, I wanted to know, are you the kind of um, engineer who likes to mix by himself or you like people around you? I never like people around me, ever. Like, um, I don't know. <laughs> Wait, I what? Just, 
I just rather be alone all the time. Well, most of the time. I like my company. I, I, like, I love myself. I'm amazing, man. Well, I don't need people around. Like when that. I say yeah, when I know so when I mean people around you, you know, as an engineer, like you're trying to, um, obviously I'm, I'm not telling you a job, but just me being in being around that field, like yeah. you, some engineers want to hear certain instruments come out more than others, and sometimes the people in the studio with you, you can't hear that because they're talking or they're like on their phone. Oh, yeah. So okay, so when I'm, when generally when I'm when I'm um as long as I'm not recording an artist, right? I would most rather be in the studio by myself because. Um, because of how my mind works, I I like to try stuff, like I said earlier, you know. So no matter how stupid it seems, I might just get the randomest idea ever. And I'm like, you know what, let me try this effect on this vocal. I don't want someone telling me no. You know, I don't want an artist there telling me no, don't do this, before I've even tried it. How do you know it's not going to work out? So most of the time, as much as it's possible, I would much rather be in the studio by myself, lights off, and just me and the sound and God, you know. But um, when so usually what what happens is when I send you a mix, then you can tell me okay I I want more of this and I want less of that, you know. And um, if it makes sense, I, I'll go ahead and do. It. If it doesn't, I'll tell you. Um, I'm not very sure that's a good idea. If you insist and insist and insist, I'll give you exactly what you want. So that's mm-hmm. how um, that's how that works for me. Okay, very cool, very cool. Which kind of leads me to my next question. Um, I was watching Young Guru talk about, they were interviewing him about his process as an engineer um, for artists such as Jay-Z and um, all these different talented artists. And he talks about, you know, as an engineer that he, he has come to learn that, <clears throat> seriously, I don't know what this cough is, but <clears throat> excuse me. Um, <laughs> the devil's was a laugh. <laughs> <I'm just back. laughs> um, but he said that not over time. Not only has he come to learn that, um, not only do you have to deliver a finished product, but you also find that engineers have to sometimes play this A and R role when it comes to working with people. Is that is that the same thing that you've come to learn over time? Um, production and engineering are to me. Um, half psychology. As a producer, you're, half the time you're playing psychologist. You're, you're being a shrink. They're yeah. trying to understand what this person really wants. Because most of the time, you know, the artist or whoever, whoever you're dealing with, the label, or they don't really, um, and that's not a bad thing. You know, they're not technically inclined most of the time. So they can't tell you exactly what they want. They know they have a vision of what they want, but they're not entirely able to express it to you in the terms that you would you know in your work terms so you need to get inside their minds and bring that out you need to get inside them and you know find out exactly what it is they are trying to achieve and then even apart from apart from that you know you need to to um you need to know who you're working with you need to know what they like there's certain artists that like oh if the beat is minimal you know, you know, that's what attracts them. You know, if it has a lot of instruments, then they'll be thrown off. For some of them, I mean, when it comes to mixing now, some like, oh, they like a lot of reverb. They like the vocals swimming in this big sea of 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 space. And some of them just like it dry and in your face. So you need to know. They might not tell you these things particularly, you know, but from you, you need to mine that information, if I can use that word. You need to get 
those things out to them and know what works for each person. So when it comes to production or mixing or mastering or whatever, you need to know what what people like, what attracts them within the confines of possibility. You know, you can't just say, oh, this is what that person wants. And if it's not going to sound good, you have responsibility to let them know that this, you know, probably will not work. But um, yeah, so half the time you're you're um, you're being a shrink and 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 learning the artists, you know, learning yeah. what they are or who they are, what they represent, what they're trying to achieve with the music, because that affects um, that affects how you work, that affects mm-hmm. what you do with with their sound. Very true. That's very true. Cause consistent with you know, just my experience and just knowing, hearing other people speak about that as well. Um, and still sticking with, still sticking with mixing and mastering. I wanted to find out that how do you go about um, because maybe someone who may be listening and say who wants to know how how does Focus Ramon go about deciding whether the drums should drive the song or whether the drums should be relegated to the background so how do you go about deciding what instruments should be more pronounced and what instruments should go to the background um okay so for me and you know the way every everybody works different but for me personally i just go i i I have no no templates or um preferred work you know a lot of times depending on the sound but a lot of times i start with the drums i start i i like i start with the drums because a lot of our artists you know they like the drums kicking you know share that club yeah. up so um <laughs> but a lot of times also i could start with anything else depending on what catches my attention first in the track so um i i have a reference i usually ask for a reference track but i i don't listen to the reference sometimes until i've done I've gone like 80% into the mix and then I go listen to your reference. And that's just because I don't want any, um, I just like to go where my mind goes. I've, I've come to trust my, my mind and my ears, you know? So I, I like to just go where they lead me. So if I feel like for some reason, I want to bring the kick or make the kick sound a certain way, I'll just go ahead and do it. Or if I want the vocals to sound, or this word on the vocal should have some distortion, I just go ahead and do it. And then when I'm done with that, you know, when I've got the mix up to a a really nice place where I think I like it, and so I go and listen to the reference, and and the reference track is just um like an idea of what the artist or producer wants the track to sound like. So I go and I listen to the reference, and I see where okay, if I went too far away on some parts maybe i went too far away from the reference i could try to tone down some of the extra extra stuff i did other times if i really really believe in those things that i did i think they're really great ideas i'll do two versions so i could deliver two versions of a mix one with all my ideas and one that's closer to what was requested and here's the thing like 90 percent of the time what gets picked is the stuff i did like the stuff with all of my ideas Mm-hmm. So I think I'm I'm doing something right. Just testament something to you, like. your ears. <laughs> uh, yeah, which is that's that's pretty cool. Um, I had a question, but then you kind of threw me off with your 
breathe by yourself, but you know, it's all good. Um, oh yeah, I was gonna, <laughs> I was gonna ask you, sorry, I'm gonna ask you, um, is what if the what if the artist or the producer doesn't have a reference track? Is is a reference track important, or is it something that is just if it, if it's there, then it's there, but it doesn't have you don't ha- you don't need to have one. No, you don't need to have one. It's it's just um cool when they sometimes there's artists that are looking for a particular sound. They they mm, want yeah. the track to sound a certain way. So that's when a reference is important. It doesn't even have to be a reference of that song. It could be another mm. song. I, I usually like to ask um what songs do you like? What what songs do you like the mix of? Mm, you know. Okay. So if I yeah, but then there's other 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 artists or clients could just you know give you the free freedom to do whatever it is you want. It depends on on the type of relationship that you know you've built with. So there's people that just trust me explicitly, like yo, do anything you want, and I know it's going to come out good. And there's people that will be like, okay, yeah, do you, but there's some specific things that I want in this mix, you know. So in those cases, a reference might be important, so you know. Um, you can you 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 have an audible representation of what the artist wants rather than them just telling you this is it this is it in words okay yeah. so now let's move on to the production aspect right here repertoire um i wanted to find out how did you go about honing your musical identity and sound as a producer okay um i'm going to give a very <laughs> it might be an uninteresting type answer, but it's the truth. I I, I just I spend all my time working. I spend all the time, all my time, or most of my time in the studio because I actually really love you know to do what I do. So I think over time you just if you do something every time, all the time, you're gonna get good at it. There is no way in the world you won't get good at it. So that's that's the simple that's that's the simplest way for me. I just spend so much time. And the the more you spend time on stuff, the more you learn about, apart from what you're learning about the thing that you're doing, you're learning about yourself. You learn about what drives you or, I mean, what attracts you sound-wise now, I mean. So, you know, I already know, okay, sounds like this, I gravitate towards stuff like this, or I'm influenced by stuff like this and stuff like that and stuff like that. And so how about I just bring all three of these things together and make one thing and I make that one thing and it sounds beautiful I'm like okay let me try some more of this thing and you do that thing and then you know it's just um just being the pers- being in 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 a place where you're able to continue continually do the work yeah I think you, your, your skills get sharper just by doing that now some of your um some of your musical influences based on you can correct me if I'm wrong since you corrected me about your name <laughs> so I'm <maybe> wrong on <laughs> your musical interest is it true that you like grunge and alternative rock is that true I like <laughs> I like um I like rock of all kinds I'm not I'm not entirely a rockhead I was a rockhead at some point in my life when I was in uni for like mm-hmm. a year or so but I'm not I wouldn't call myself I don't know everything about the scene anymore. There's just a few bands that I really love, and um, yeah. And one of those, one of those bands, the CCC, is Nirvana, right? Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Yay! A plus for me. (laughs) Well, you got one question, right? (laughs) And it's um, the Nevermind um, album, right? Have I talked about that before? No, you haven't. But you know. 
because somehow I missed my calling of being in the CIA and the FBI. Oh, I see So can you just talk about uh, um some of the songs um spoke to you as just maybe as a producer just growing up? I feel like for everyone who really I guess likes rock would probably say it smells like Teen Spirit, right? Yo, I'm sorry, I'm very very sorry, but that's all. That's what it is. Mm. Smells like Teen Spirit is, and here's the thing: I don't even understand the song. To be honest, like I don't understand the message or the theme. But there's something about. Wow, I'm trying to, I'm trying to find the words to use. So there's something about freedom, right? Mm. There's something about freedom, artistic freedom, and that's what I get from from Nirvana. There's there's a wow. This is difficult to explain. I don't really like to talk about music because oh, I never no. find words to use. No, it's fine. have all the time. Okay, so it's um okay. So I'll say Kurt Cobain, um, Mavado, um, Bob Marley. Um, there are a few people that you you feel what they feel. You might not necessarily understand the language or the thoughts or something, but there's something in the there's something in the way they put it out that you just connect with, and that's what that does for me. That's the same feeling I get from from listening to Santana when he plays guitar. He's not saying anything, right? He's not speaking a language, but you can tell or you can feel something from that. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 So that's what, that's what, that's what, that's exactly what, um, Nevermind, almost all of the songs are Nevermind, but Smells Like Teen Spirit, especially. I think that's why it got so popular. It's, there's something in, in Cobain that, that's just, I don't know, man. You can just connect to it for some reason. You can just really, really connect. And it's different from other rock bands in that... Um... Okay, no, let's not go into this. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Okay, so... Um, for, so, okay, yeah, so you like Nirvana, you like Nevermind, you really like smells, smells like Teen Spirit, even though you may not really get the message. Which, I, which I, if, I, if I remember clearly, I thought that the message was about teenage angst and I guess being angry at the system and just maybe like going through depression, all these different emotions that I guess he was feeling at the time. If I'm, if I'm right, people can correct me, you know, because we have all the music people who um, have no memory. <laughs> yeah. I'm not trying to act like I'm the, the sensei on um, Nirvana, but if I remember correctly, that's kind of what it was. But um, you also like Prince, right? I like Prince. I like Prince. I like Prince more as a... Um, I like the funk side of Prince, I would say, more than the other stuff. But I like Prince especially because of the, like I said, it's the freedom, man. When an artist is free to express with no, no, um, no, can I curse? No. Yeah, with no anything to give, you know, when you're just able to be yourself as an artist. Because I think that's the one responsibility an artist has to express that's what you that's all that's your calling is to express so if you feel like wearing platform boots then go ahead and do it if you feel like having all these colors and stuff if you feel like having your guitar looking a certain way then go ahead and do it because it's not the bankers that are going to do that you know it's the artists that 
are here to express. So that's one of the reasons why I really like Prince. And then also because Prince is a musical genius, man. That's that he he. I believe in 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 um. If you're doing something, you should know it. You should learn as much as you can about it. And and Prince was a master musician. So when I listen to to Prince, the level of detail, the level of of depth, you know, the, everything is is mind blowing. It's really really mind blowing. So that's what Prince is for me. The the freedom and the and the the um was the mastery, the mastery. Yeah. And then just two more artists before I go back to production that you like. Um, Obviously, I'm so happy that you love her because she's amazing, Sade. Sade is... um, Oh, man. I would wife her (laughs) today. I would wife her myself. (laughs) (laughs) I think she's a goddess. I don't think she's human. I honestly don't think she's human. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I think she's... um, What's that thing? Gaia or something. I think that's her. She's just watching us. She's watching over us all. You know, I always, I feel like, I feel, I'm like, Lord, it feels like some people, like, you spend extra time on them and, like, you know, what happened to me? Like, you know. know, Go ahead. I said you're amazing. No, of course, of course. <laughs> I'm just saying, people like Sade, like you just like say, wow, like you said, you said she's just, she's just awesome, you know. And it's just, um, no, go ahead, I'm listening to you. I don't know how, I don't know how, how people become like that. I want to I be know. like that. You I know, know, me too. You know, every kind of like... in every single way, in music, in looks, in everything right. about her is just amazing. It is, it is. And then quickly, you also like Jimi Hendrix and Bob Marley. Oh, my God. And who? Bob Marley. Oh, yes, I love Bob Marley. If you get into my studio, there's a big poster of Hendrix um, on the wall. Hendrix is my, um, I would say, I don't know. But that's, that's my, I think that's one of my number one artists of all time. And what is it about him that just speaks to you? Not giving a fuck and mastery. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. So, I mean, I feel like that's kind of like. I think those are the things that I respect the most. So even if I don't yeah. really mess with your music, the fact that you, you know, that's like, um, okay. So I know a lot of people have stuff to say about a lot of the so-called mumble rappers. I'm sorry if I'm digressing. Oh no! Yeah. Please go ahead. Go ahead. So you know, you have people, people talking down on on. Um, Uzi Vert and and um, what's it? and designer and and you know all these guys. Yachty. <laughs> you know, and for me, it's like, yo, can you let these guys leave? Cause they're artists. They are supposed to express. That's the only thing that artists are supposed to do. You are supposed to express. You are not supposed to to panda or you know. Oh, look at that designer. Pun intended. I know, right? <laughs> I look at so you. If, yo, I was I was built for this. So if designer wants to let him do it, you know, is who's going to do that? Your preacher. Let the artist be the artist. I mean, they're bringing color and light and fun into the world, and you know. So you, I, I think I just really respect people that are able to say, you know, what well, fuck what everybody thinks. This is how I want to express. This is what I want to do. This is how I want to sound. 
and then they go ahead and do it because it takes a lot of balls. So you don't have to like the music, but you should respect what these guys are doing because it's not really easy, man. Everybody looks at you like you're a crazy person, you know, and you still go ahead. You go outside and still do that crazy shit. That's not easy, man. I think we should vote one of these guys as president one day. <laughs> oh, I don't know about that one, but okay. <laughs> but, you know, okay, just two things. Um, I agree with you about the whole, because I feel like, um, for me, the first time, it's like, so two, 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 I think like three things I have to talk about that. So one is, um, I agree with you about designer. Like, for me, when I had, when I heard Panda, I yeah. knew it was going to be a jam. Because like, it was the delivery, it was the way he was saying what he was saying. It was like, I couldn't hear what he was saying because he raps really yeah. fast. He went about it, you know. Like I was watching the wild, and they were asking him, like, you know, he was like, "When I heard that song, I knew it was damn." He said it was the way he was, like, you know, I got brothers in Atlanta, so he's like, he knew that, you know, it was going to be hit. And it was also um, Despacito. I'm like, I I can't really understand people who hate that song. I'm like, look at the production on that song. Have you even the song is amazing, you know? So um, I don't know. Like there's certain people that is like, yeah. But I, I, which which I guess brings me to my third point is that maybe the reason why some people have issues with like so-called mumble rap is the fact that maybe they feel like what it means to be an artist has been diluted because look at some of your influences and interests. You like Sade, you have you like Jimmy yeah. Hendrix Bob Marley. If you yeah. know, know this to these um, mumble rap artists according to society, but yeah. some people would say that you can't really compare them and in terms of longevity. Like, do you, do you, okay. they would ask, do you really think that a designer is going to have a... Um, I guess long-lasting career like Sade, and I don't know that I'm just saying like maybe that's their okay, own yeah. yeah, but I mean, it's like, why does everything have to be held to the same standards? Why does every artist have to have a 40-year stretch? Not every spoon is the finest silverware. You have disposable spoons too, and they're functional, right? Yeah. You have fast food, I think. You have fine dining. It doesn't make one better than the other, you know. If this is what they, if this is how, if this is how they um, choose to express, then you know, let them live. They don't have to be here forever. I don't like all of. I can't stand. Let me not mention who, but there's if you there's a few I really like. There's a few of them I really really like for some reason. I like Young Thug so much, and. Um, but there's other ones that I can't stand. I'm just getting into Savage now. I didn't really like Savage, but yeah. I am just getting into into him now. I really like Uzi though. I really love Uzi. But then and then see on the other hand, you know, you see me blasting Common and and you know Talib and all of those guys and Joey Badas and everyone. So like I just feel like there should be there's I mean it's music. Not everybody should should or can have the same type of career, the same type of sound, the same type of influences, the, the same type of depth, you know. Not everybody can be a lyrical rapper like that, but can you rage like Uzi? You can't, you know. You could be the hardest, you could have the hardest puns and the hardest lyrics, but can you, can you, you know, can you kill a show like Uzi, you, you know? Can you dress like that, like a clown and make it look good? You know, so there's space for everything. There's space for everyone. That's that's how I see it. Yeah, kind of echoes the sentiment because I interviewed um music um critic and rap head um who is Tunde and he okay. like, said exactly 
the same thing that you said that there is room for when it comes to rap we don't have to say that oh this person is you know should not be in in, in the rap category or yeah, yeah. should not be in the rap industry because there's room for everybody to express express their yeah, artistry yeah. so yeah. um okay well i'm glad that we made that little diversion just to bring us back to <laughs> just to bring us back to production i wanted to know what producers you looked up to when you said okay i want to make a career quincy jones best to ever do it yeah that's my daddy i think i know everything about quincy jones i've read every book about quincy jones i've watched every quincy jones interview i've i've i i i want to marry one of his daughters too just to get closer to him (laughs) (laughs) how do you use that (laughs) quincy jones you are hearing that like you know (laughs) x x on on focus So yeah, but what is it about Quincy in particular that is just? I mean, we all know his uh talent for for days, but what is it? In, can you if you could pinpoint one thing, what would you say is like just? Wow. Okay, I think Quincy came from from Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. Um, I I am a huge Michael Jackson fan, okay. and um, so naturally getting into production, I was interested in who made those records, and then I found out it was Quincy Jones, and so yeah, starting to read about him and learn stuff, and yo, he's done it all, man. I think he's he's done it all. He's just there's nothing left on every side, from jazz to pop to R and B to everything to hip hop. He was one of the pioneers. Yo, that's the weird thing. This man is 80-something years old now and still cooler than so many 20-year-olds. So when... Okay, I, I don't want to... Let's not go too deep into Quincy here, but I think he's amazing. He's, um, he's, um, he's, he's never been scared to buck the trend. If this is what was... If he saw something, identified something that was coming up, you know, and everyone was dismissive of it, like these mumble rappers now, you know, he always got with change. He always got with change. He, he made he made the Michael Jackson records when he was in his 40s, you know, so, and he, he came from a jazz background, toured the world with a jazz band, was a trumpeter, and making that switch into into pop music that blew the entire world away, you know, that's that's something. So I really like that about Quincy. And then I was talking about Pharrell too. Pharrell is is one of the people I respect ever in the world because he's so versatile. Pharrell is one of the most, I think he's one of the, I think he's the most versatile producer I know. And I think being versatile is not just being able to do, um, you know, to do stuff in different areas or different sounds, but to be able to kill them, like you destroy it, like, there is no doubt that, you know, this was done by a professional. You know, so Pharrell goes from producing, um, you know, that space sound from the 90s with Mace yeah. and them. Um, um, what's that Mace song? Looking at me, you know, and then you do all of that Khalif stuff. And then you do Wait, all Pharrell of the Khalif Pharrell stuff. Pharrell looking he, at me. Yeah, he did. Oh, my gosh. How, how did I, yeah. wow. Listen to that. Listen to, to Hit the Freeway. You'll see the similarities. Oh my gosh! I never knew yeah. that. <laughs> you know, and then he goes, he goes to goes on to do "Sweet Life" by Frank Ocean. Like, how do you do yeah. "Sweet Life"? That's so. That's just you know, and then he goes on to do "Happy," and yeah. the next thing, he's he can do anything in yeah. the world. It's yeah. just so amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, I think the record, I, I think yeah, I th- and yeah, that's sing. true. He can sing as well. I think the record for me that put me onto Pharrell was honestly Khalees's, um 
um Khalees as an as an artist. I think he I think he did definitely produced um was Oh it, yeah, he did most of stuff. most of her stuff. Yeah. Um but the particular the yeah. song that I grew up listening to um what's that song that she was screaming? That she you something about I hate, hate you so much. Yeah, right I now. hate you so much right now. Thank you. I yeah. Hate- <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> so um yeah um that's super that's really that's really awesome for have you heard his new song with noriega uh uno mas i just heard a snippet of it yeah you should listen to it i'm gonna ask you what you think about it okay okay i i was thinking though okay okay i think he's on on some latin wave right now because his song with two chains or the song he produced Mm -hmm. which i'm i don't know if he produced it but he was featured on it on it um bylan I haven't heard that, that. I think it sounded like the Noriega one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Because I thought that yeah. had a Latin slash African vibe. That's what I was asking. So, you know, yeah. kind of goes out to... Oh, everyone is coming to Africa. Yeah, now. I know. And, you know, kind of speaks to how people are saying <laughs> that we need to protect our sound and all these different things. Like, oh, if we, yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, oh, well, let's move on. Okay. We... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I wanted to get to your production as well. So for people who may be wondering the different tracks that Focus Ramon has produced, he's produced um, Majid's Love Spell. He did show, oh, yeah. he did show them Camp's Baby Making Weather, BMW. He did oh, yeah. uh, Sadauda's Kalakuta, which I'm going to talk oh, yeah. about because that song just is just amazing. Um, he You produced Aramid, uh, off Aramide's Suitcase album. You did Why So Serious. You had Yummy My Lover. Yeah. You had Stranger yeah. in Rome. You had um, Love Me, which she featured at Dekunle Gold. You also produced Eva's Kanayo, um, War Coming, her EP. You've done Slim T's Legotions. You've done Damage. Oh, wow. <laughs> you forgot about that. I forgot about that one, yeah. <laughs> You've done Dami Crane's Lobaton. You've done Kel's Give It To Me. You've done Pope's Enjoy. You did Eva's Geigo EP Down Low on Your Father and her 1960 album, which you produced alongside Great John. So, you know, and that's just a few of the stuff that you produced. I just couldn't write everything down. But, you know, you've done, you've done, if I say you've done some, you've done some stuff for yourself, you know. So, that's, that's pretty awesome. Now, like I said, I want to talk about Kalakuta. And I, before I go to Kalakuta, of all these different artists, like I said, you, you work with Eva Alodia for the majority of her career. I wanted to know what is it about Eva that allows you to work so well um, with her? Oh, that. <laughs> yeah. Why are you chuckling? <laughs> it's Eva Troublemaker. Yeah. <laughs> no, like, I, 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 um, Eva is like, wow. I don't know. I think because of the fact that we are, Eva is like my brother, mm. if I could say that. Mm-hmm. We are outside of music. She's my my bro, like mm. my bro, bro. You know. Mm. So I think naturally, it just made it really easy. She was always at the studio every time. You know, and then we would go hang out after, and it was I don't know. It was just always. And I, I think what made it easy is the fact that Eva listens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Eva listens. Not a lot of artists listen, or a few artists listen, but she does listen. Like she, um, I think that's a great thing. I think I'm I'm a collaborative person, mm. you know. So I I um I like to I like to to work with ideas from you know from people that I trust. If I trust your judgment, I would you know take your 
so if um i feel a certain way about the song or, or okay no let's do this verse this way you know if she trusts my judgment and i trust her judgment and if she if she thinks it's a good idea she'll go ahead and do it you know so no egos no nothing so it was always easy to bring the best out you know so if i have to record the verse i feel like okay no you need to do this harder you need to do this or even if it's just a beat you know and i play it for her i'm like you need to jump on this and she's like ah i don't have anything i can't get anything and i just insist i'm like you you will kill this if you do okay you can try this type of flow and she would actually try and then she would even take it to levels i didn't even expect so i think um we just had a great a very very great personal and working relationship yeah. still do yeah Sadauda, oh, see, this is the funny thing about Show Them Camp, right? I think I did a, I did a, um, Show Them Camp reached out to me okay. not long after we dropped the, um, what was that Eva's EP? Is it the Her second the Geigo one. Geigo, um, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't Geigo EP. 1960? The Eva EP, I think that's the name. Okay, the Eva no, EP. 1960, yeah. Okay, okay. So, um, um, we, I had, oh yeah, so I produced and mixed all the songs on that. So I think they heard that and then reached out to me. Um, that was Show Them Camp. 
And um, we did it. We did a few tracks together. We actually did BMW a long time before it came out. Oh wow! Yeah, and um, yeah, so that was that was cool working with them. We did we did that. We did. I think we did about two other songs, which we never finished or which never got released for some reason. But um, yeah, it was great. It was a great experience. Sadauda, Sadauda is someone I've been working with very very closely for a while we have a bunch of we have a load of songs together mm. sadada sadada is actually wow sadada is amazing like it's scary for me how how great how deep the level of his his talent is is i think you know those people that come every like once every generation right mm. Yeah, I think he's he's actually I can't wait for for his stuff to start coming out. Like he he's been working on putting stuff out, and when the stuff starts coming out, I think a lot of people are going to understand. He's actually not one of us, man. He's a very 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 great artist. Mm. Very very great. Yeah. Yeah. So Kalakuta, Kalakuta, um, he he played that. It was a, a song he had written. He plays yeah. guitar, you mm-hmm, know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Say that to me acoustic and um what usually happens is i just get i just get like a rough vibe and um i just get like a rough vocal i get you know the chords of what he's playing and i just run with it from there i think that was usually the same process for eva on some on some songs but um so that just that just came about i don't even know how to how to say, but he, 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 he's always in the studio as well. So, you know, these things just happen in bits and pieces. Oh, we work on one verse today, we move to another song, and then next week in the studio, we work on, we edit that verse, we record. I think we recorded Kalakuta a bunch of times, man. Dada likes to record and change stuff. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, as long as the result comes out good, we can't complain. Yeah. Okay, yeah, because yeah. where, where the first time I saw um, him performing that song acoustically was um was on youtube apparently it was in 2012 and he was yeah that's that's that's, that was the first time i saw it though so yeah because based on what i saw was in 2012 and it was from the it was i think he was at the allen pro studio he was performing for i think maybe it was an audience or a couple of his friends but that was the first time i saw him performing that song um so for me, I wanted to find, like you said, like when he reached out to you, um, you you got to work with Sadawada, and he said you work with um the chords and stuff like that. What was it? Because he said he plays the guitar, but sometimes you hear songs orig- I mean, you hear people say, oh, the song originally had guitars, but we decided that that wasn't going to work well. So what was it that made okay. you say, I want the guitar to drive the song? Um, it's it's funny because the guitars on the song were from from the rough me but that wasn't what he played i just chopped them up like samples it was a normal strumming it was a strumming rhythm you know the regular up down stroke guitar strum and um i just chopped that up i don't know why for to be honest i it's very tough for me to explain why i do what i do i just go with what how i feel at that moment yeah yeah, so in fact, this this wasn't even the final version. This wasn't the first version of the song. I remember now. I changed it up a lot. Like this wasn't the first um instrumental that I did. I 
I did one and then I changed. I think the only part from the the original that I left was in the first verse, like halfway through the first verse, there was some change or whatever. But yeah, I just, I don't know, man. I just go with what I feel at that moment. And then, you know, sometimes depending on, on what the artist wants as well, if he feels like, okay, we should do this there. If, if it makes sense, then yeah, we just go ahead and do it. Same kid, different thoughts. You see my mind from a different orbit. I spit the kind of rhymes they can never forfeit. Flowing through your organs, endorphins, endorse it. Same kid, different mind. You see I roll with a different kind. You see my flows from a different time. You can see my soul underneath the lines. I see the lies in the preacher's eyes. I see the victim in the preacher's lies. I see the blood underneath the victim. I see my God offering forgiveness. Mr. Mrs., you must have missed the message. You must have killed the messenger. You must have misdirected. You must have missed the call, missed the text, a weak connection. You better take a minute, check the method redirected. I still walk down the same road that I used to. And I still talk to the same folk that I used to. The only difference is my mind is from the future. I got to read the streets like a book guy. I got to keep it calacuta. I got to treat the beat like a butcher. I got to keep it calacuta. It's going down, that's a parachute. I got to keep it calacuta. And I believe my brain is like a gun, I'm a shooter. I got to keep it calacuta. I must the language faster than a supercomputer. Got to keep it galakuta, kuta, kuta, that's what's up, yeah. Got to keep it galakuta, kuta, kuta. Each is a joke and a piece of this puzzling game. Conspiracy theories are leaders, they flourish in fame. Our spirits are broken, our bodies malnourished in pain. The people have spoken, it seems they have spoken in vain. Why? Cause it distracts your mind with entertainment. They feed you with the lies and you put up no opposition. Go and move on, I want to just let you know that. Um, towards the end of the song, when that pocket just drops out, oh my gosh, my heart. So you that, understand? Oh. <laughs> that was the last. Go ahead. You know, funny thing is, he he didn't know about it too. So when I played, he came to the studio one time and I played it, and you know the thing stopped, and he was happy with where the song was, and then he came back on, yeah. and he's like, oh my god. <laughs> I think that was even, you know, it was probably, it probably happened by accident. And that's one of the reasons why I say, like, I really don't like people around me when I'm working. So I just take, it probably, ha- I was probably trying to copy something, you know, like you just cut a section of the song. Maybe you want to paste the instrumental somewhere. Mm. And so I probably just copied and pasted that part after maybe the instrumental. And there was, you know, so maybe when you play this, a lot of this happens so much you do stuff by mistake, you know, while you're yeah. working on the song, while you're mixing, you know, you repeat something, you cut something and put it in the wrong place and then you play it and then you're like, okay, this could be something, mm. you know, that happens a lot, that yeah. happens. So I think, I'm not very sure if that was a conscious thing yeah. that I thought about or it was just a mistake that I recognized as, you know, something a genius. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, you know, Oh my gosh, it's so amazing. (laughs) 
It's really amazing. I, I love, 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 love that drop. Um, now, let's quickly go on to Bad and Fuji. <laughs> so you have this Migos refix that you did, Bad and Fuji. Can you oh, yeah. talk about, yeah, talk quickly about what made you say, okay, I want to have all these different mashes of Migos, Files, Alami Day, One Day Call, and Downfall Drivers? I, um, it didn't start like that. Okay. Yeah, so I just wanted to do, I wanted to do a, a wow, I'm not going to tell these people my plans. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to cast yourself. <laughs> you know? <laughs> So I just I wanted to do um, I wanted to do something I wanted to do a remix. I like to put music out, but I never put music out, you know, like with my name. Mm-hmm. So I was like, yo, I need to put something out ASAP. I was just really feeling like I needed to do something. So I wanted to do. I've always I like to do remixes, you know. I I never really um. I never really make them as such. There's stuff that the things that I just play with. You know, so I'll just do like a small remix and just leave it on my computer or just play it live on my um, instruments and stuff, you know. So, um, but this time I'm like, okay, let me even do something. And when I started the instrument, I got the acapella in the instrumental and I'm like, okay, uh, where else I will go here, you know. So I took that and put it in. And um, along the line, you know, I think these things just come. They just happen. It was never planned. It was just a Migos remix at the beginning. But as I kept working, I just started having new ideas or new ideas started coming to me. And um, it just happened. It just kept happening. You know, so I did that. At some point, I'm like, well, where does I would be a great transition here? I really like to do, I like transitions. I don't play with my transitions at all because mm-hmm. yeah, I'm a baby DJ, you know, so I recognize the importance. So I just felt like, okay, this would be a great transition here. So I cut that and put it in. And then um, the downfall drivers thing, I really don't know where that came from, but I've been a huge, like, I cannot sing virtually every <laughs> downfall driver. Yeah. You know, so I think um, that just came to me too. I thought that part would work and did it and didn't really work. So I just chopped and chopped and chopped until it did. Mm. And I was saying that I, I had finished the um, I finished the song early. I finished it. It was done. And that was, I had finished it already before mm. the one day call. Um, yeah, I decided to try it. Tried it and it worked. So yeah, came together nice. And also, yeah, I really, really liked that song. Like, Wait, were you bad? I know. I, no. Oh, bad, bad, <laughs> I really love it, man. I don't know why, but I really like it. I haven't heard it in a long time, so someone played it around me recently, and I'm like, yo, who did that? That's that's dope, yo. So you were praising yourself on your own song? Is that what you're saying? Oh, well, every now and then I show you. Know? <laughs> I was just trying to be clear. <laughs> I like you a lot. I like people who like, you know, you're like, my shit is dope, you know, recognize this shit. <laughs> I work hard, man. I mean, it's... <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good. Don't, you know, I always tell people, don't let people make you feel insane. I'm like, I'm like, why are you, why do you have a problem with the fact that I know that I'm fucking dope? Like, why is that, you know, shouldn't you be happy that I'm... Anyone has a problem with it, then that's their personal problem. You can, know, yeah, I'm dope. Pop transformer. Yeah. You understand? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Cool. So before we wrap it up with you, I'm going to go on to the fun random questions portion. You ready? I'm scared, but let's go. <laughs> okay. Cool. Okay. <laughs> so if you were arrested, right, with no explanation, what would your yeah. friends and family assume that you had done? Um. Hmm. Now, nobody even really knows anything about me. 
so, <laughs> what an alien. Ah, more Coco. Like, I just exist. Uh, my friend. You know, now, now they would be really surprised. But whatever it is, they would, they would know I was innocent because I'm an innocent man. I'm mm. always innocent. That's two faced. <laughs> okay, so they wouldn't be they, they, they wouldn't be able to pinpoint what exactly it was, but they would think that you're innocent, ah, right? So I don't think so. Mm, okay. All right. Cool. Next question is, what two dream artists would you like to produce and engineer for, and why? I would like to produce and engineer and kiss <laughs> and marry. Ah, we didn't Rihanna. get to that point. <laughs> oh, Rihanna. <laughs> okay, yeah. Okay, I got. I'll allow that. Rihanna. I'll allow that. Rihanna. Rihanna is quite like me, so I will let that. So wait, but but why? Why? Why Riri? Yo, now here's the thing about Rihanna, right? So before she became this bad girl that everybody loves because she's a bad girl, I think it's her voice. It's her voice. Her tone, man. Mm. I love people like. I don't know. There's just so much you can do with a voice like that. It's, you know, people say, oh, Rihanna can sing, Rihanna can sing. And I'm like, that's the most ignorant thing I've heard in my life. Her voice is, you could do, you could make all kinds of records with a voice like that. Mm-hmm. You can make love songs, you can make dance songs, you can make any type of record. Mm-hmm. Like, from the time, from when, that was what, 05, with her first album, yeah. Love with, with That Voice. I, I've just been in love with her voice. And then, I mean, now her personality, you know, I mean, who wouldn't want to work with mm-hmm. with her? She, she's, she's such a queen. And then number two, number two, number two would be, wow, this is tough, man. Number two, wow. Wow. This is quite tough. I think number two would be... Wow. You know what? Let's come back to this question. I'm going to answer before we Okay. Leave. All right. You cool. have... I will remind you. I don't think you're going to escape. All right. No cool. Problem. Okay, cool. Now, um, this was a random question that I thought about uh, yeah, last night that I was trying to get some sleep. <laughs> I was just thinking about, I wanted, I wanted to um, ask, like, can you tell me three annoying statements that Nigerians like to ask as a sign that they care about you? Does that make any sense? Go on, Mark. Go on, Mark. <laughs> Go on, Mary. How does that show that they care? That's like that's just annoying. That, that, that one is just an annoying statement. It's not even about caring. It's like mind your mind your motherfucking business, people. But go ahead. Sorry, it's for your own good. You know, yeah. everything. Yeah. Okay. No, but but let me see. Okay. So to show that they care, nobody really cares about me, man. This is. I'm, <sighs> I'm I'm quite sad because I feel like should we have a should we have a intervention for you? I think people okay, care I'm about kidding. people care about me. Okay. People care. About me. Everybody loves me. Because I'm actually. like I see I see your Instagram profile. I, I see like friends actually make comments. You know, so it's like call me. I'm like yeah. It seems like you know it's not. Everyone. No, it works. Like oh, where's my track? Pick up your phone. You didn't answer my WhatsApp. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, so you said, um, go on, Mary, what else? I said three. Uh, have you eaten? It's not annoying. Think it's not annoying. It's, it's the Nigerian way of caring. Please. So, I mean, I don't mind that. Especially because I don't eat, you know. So, yeah, that's very valid for me. Okay. I, 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 I forget to do anything when I'm working. Yeah. But, yeah, I wouldn't call that annoying. <laughs> One more. Let me think. Let me think. Um, hmm. 
I don't know. Okay. <laughs> so let me ask. I'm, I'm pushing that question back to you now. Yeah. Okay. So for me, have you eaten? It's just super annoying. Like clearly, I'm a human being, so I am going to eat during the course of the day. Clearly. So please, have you? Eaten? <laughs> I mean, I'm not a human being because it no, happens. No, 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 no. For producers, I, you know, honestly speaking, I see people. I'm like, I, your excuse. So that's it. No, that is a valid question. I have to even ask. I'm like, have you eaten? Okay, cool. So I, that one's fine. But for the average person, like people, please get real. So have you eaten? One of them. <laughs> the second one is, how was your night? People, I was sleeping, so I do not know how the night was. Like. Now, this is the funny part. So, I used to ask that because I thought it was good manners. <laughs> Until I asked for a girl. And she cleared me. <laughs> I like that girl already. <laughs> she cleared me. She cleared me. And I've never, like, I think that was never again. I would never ask anybody. And then... Go ahead. Okay. Another thing I don't really like, but I think I've, I've grown used to, I don't like when people say good morning to me. Like, you don't see me in the morning and say good morning. I'm not your dad, you know. But I think, I don't know why. I don't know why I don't like it. Well, I think now I'm used to saying, to, I mean, to having people say it to me. Um, and then now I think I say it to some people as well. But I just don't really like good morning. Like, it's so formal, man. Come on, you see me in the morning. I'm your guy. Why are you telling me good morning? Yeah, I think it's just manners, though. I, I like people that have manners. I really do. Like, there's something about when you hold the door for people, they say thank you. Like, they see you, they say morning, they say afternoon, they say yeah. It's just manners, I think, for me. But, yeah, oh, well. Yeah, but anyways, you're, you're a strange species, you're a producer, so we'll let, we'll let, that, we'll let that slide. That's perfectly fine. The third one that I hate is, come on, join me. What am I joining you? Like, why am I joining you to eat okay. your food? <laughs> that's, that's gross. To like, me. yeah. See, there's there's so many things. There's actually a lot of things because I I I I honestly can't share a place. I've had to in awkward situations, but mm-hmm. I don't like to share plates. Yeah, like to eat the same plate with someone. Yeah, it's actually, but I think here it's seen as a sign of um, togetherness yeah. and. But so, yeah, but. Yeah, we'll, we'll, I could go on and on with that comment, join me, thank you, but, you know, that's just really, yeah. So, okay, before I go on to the other questions I have, because I'm trying to get you out of here before you start rolling your eyes at me, um, who, who, who's the other artist that you want to produce for? Because you said Rihanna, okay, then who's the other artist? Okay, I'll say Kendrick. Oh, okay, why? Well, that's, no, nah, man, I actually, I'm thinking, uh, there's a bunch of them, that's what I'm trying to pick. Okay. Like, there's so many, I, I, there's, there's Kendrick, there's Ma- I really, really need to work with Mavado before I die. Mm-hmm. I really need to work with Damian Marley before I die. I need to work with Stephen Marley before I die. I need to work with... Um... Okay, yeah, that's all for now. Okay, that's all for now. All right, cool. Thank you for giving us four or five. We thank God for that. All right. Now, what would you say is the worst name a Nigerian parent can give a child? Ecowas. Just go to the south-south. There's, <laughs> there's tons and tons of them. Echoas, governments, henceforth. Um, yo, it's terrible. They, they don't. But then again, I don't know. We're, we're very religious people. Yeah. We're very religious people. So I, I wouldn't shit on anyone's religion. Give your kids the names that. But, you know, just think about their future Thank before you, you give names. I saw this thing. There was a girl they named Holy Ghost Fire. I don't know if if it was circulating on Twitter some years back. Some young child. How would you do that to a child? Yeah. You named her. You actually named. It was on a like a health type um document, 
and they named her Holy Ghost. Why would you do that to a child? Yeah, yeah I don't know. I don't think. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I had that conversation with my mom like two days ago. I'm like, I don't really. I'm like, thank you for giving me Shade. <laughs> Yo, you have the coolest name ever, you know. I know I do. I know I do. Just yeah, because I'm sure you, you, you get asked a lot of questions. If you tell someone your name, they're going to ask you questions immediately. Yeah, they do. Oh, I have to correct yeah. it because, you know, because in America, they, they pronounce my name as Shade. And I'm like, no, it's actually Shade, oh, oh. you know, because they, they, they're, they're trying to connect it to Shade, the singer. I'm like, first of oh, all, yeah. she's British. <laughs> and second of all, the proper pronunciation is Shade. It's not Shade, you know, but Shade sounds sexy, but okay. <laughs> so, yeah, but, you know, I agree with the whole name thing. But, okay, so leads me to my next question. If you had to pick three Shade records to listen to forever, what records would those be? Forever. Yeah. Yes. I should guess. Um, I think, um, I think Smooth Operator would be there because I feel like that's like a staple for everyone. Definitely, definitely. Um, um, cherish. Okay, cherish. Cherish today. Okay. Ah, uh, yo, you know, can I pick more than three? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Okay. Um, Soldier of Love. Okay. Yeah, Soldier of Love is amazing. Um, I hate King of Sorrow. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yo, there's this one. Um. Um, oh my god. Don't make me sing. I'm not going to sing. But, 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 can you hum it? Like, can you just hum it? Because I can't sing as well. We'll just be in this together. It's fine. Please, I know. That's my one insecurity in my life. Are you serious? Like, I, have, I have so much confidence in everything oh, no, when it comes to my voice. Oh my god. I can auto tune it now. It's not the. What's your auto tune? Yeah, making insecurity. Just auto tune it. Ah! No, I can't. Like it's ter- like I just can't stand it. I'm like I cannot. Yeah. I actually. Oh, I didn't tell you something. Now. Okay. I I I. Okay, so I actually wanted to be a rapper first. Wow. Right. Yes, I was making beats because they were cool. Like I could just do that. Mm-hmm. But I actually wanted to be a rapper. What was your you know, so that's when I know. I didn't even have one then. Okay. But yo, I was actually dope. Like it's not even jokes, man. Because I saw mind? something. That Oh five. Get some line. I told you I'm insecure about my voice, man. That's why I stopped. You know, voice and rap two different things, uncle. See, this is a big step for me, man. Mm. Have you seen any videos on my Instagram of me talking? Mm-hmm. I don't do that. I don't like it. I don't like my voice. I can't stand you, it. And your voice so. is Oh, thank you. I know you're just that. No, I'm, I'm on know. your show. What no. Else <laughs> No, your voice is amazing. It reminds me of someone special. I'm just like, ah, it's so cool. I like your voice. I like your voice. Thank you. I don't believe you. Thank you. Okay. So, okay, so I had, I had, I had a, um, yeah, so I wanted to rap. So that's where the beats and trying to learn how to record and stuff came from. So the very first time I made this song called Super Chillin', right? Oh, that's what ended up as, Wow. Life is so funny because um, Pope's record, that was like my first production credit, the Enjoy song from okay. back then. Yeah. Um, the first line, he goes, I'm super chilling, spitting these flows and blah, 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 blah. Because the name of that beat was Super Chilling. Oh. Because my first song that I tried to record, that I made the beat for and blah, 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 was called Super Chilling. Oh. You know? Yeah, but when I recorded it, my God, I heard my voice. I'm like, Jesus, I've missed it. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
<laughs> no, honestly, your voice is your voice is nice. You should okay, you should have you. more Maybe you should have more videos yeah. on Instagram so that we can actually hear you as well. You know, so we can know you beyond just the mixing and mastering guru and um producer that you are. You know, I want to hear you speak. So that you know, all your fine girls can be like you know. Oh my gosh, you know like. Oh, I love my, I love, my, I love my fine girls. Yes. Every fine girl. <laughs> okay. Okay. So Shade, so you already talked about Shade, and then final question, final question is, um, you have to pick one, Xbox or PlayStation. Which one are you going with? I have both. I have love. both, so I can pick. <laughs> okay. Wow. I'm a gamer, man. Like I'm a gamer. Yeah, that's another thing you might like to know about me. That's I'm a gamer. Cool. That's what. Yeah, what I'm, games, I'm like what, games, what games have you played recently? If we're shooting, I'm good. If we're shooting Call of Duty, Battlefield, yeah. if we're shooting, I'm good. I, I, I don't like fantasy, though. Fantasy. Shooting, okay. yeah. So shooters and racers, I'm yeah. good. Okay. That's all. That's all I need. Yeah. That's cool. Well, before we wrap it up with you, what projects are you working on and what should we expect from you hey. before the year runs out? Before the year runs out, I actually want to... <clears throat> Okay, so there's a wow. I'm trying to catch myself. You know how they say "think before you talk." Yeah. I start to to talk and then I think. It's okay. And then I stop. That's fine. Yeah, because I don't know if I should say. Yeah. What? Yeah. So, but let's just let me just be a generic person yeah. and say have a lot more okay. goodies coming out for you before the end of the year okay. stay tuned okay yeah. <laughs> nigeria movie, nigeria movie things. <laughs> but that's cool i'm definitely looking forward to all the different things you're going to be doing super excited for all you have to offer us so in closing can you give us your social media profile handle so that we can stay up to date with what you are doing for people who do not know how to um focus ramon and everything um focus ramon f-o-c-u-s-r-e-m-o-n together instagram twitter snapchat which i never use by the way but yeah i'm there for your voice right you know i well i spend all my time in the studio so i think it get boring yeah no but i think i I think every now and then it's nice you know like just to give people an insight like you know like when you have eva in the studio like when i just like see eva once in a while i'm on snapchat but people like who really want to know what you're doing Wow, please you can't tell me. <laughs> I feel like, honestly speaking, even my, even my Instagram profile is private. I'm just like, I'm so paranoid about social media. <laughs> but you are a producer. It's a difference. It's a difference. Focus remote. Yeah, I'm not a rapper, though. Sorry? I said, but I'm not a rapper. I'm I know, but you know. We, we are behind yeah, but I feel like no, you know, it would be nice just to like, you know, give that other side of yourself. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. okay. I, yeah. I just like, I, I, I actually do that. I'm about to do, I'm, I'm about to do a, a, a lot of stuff. I'm about to change up the entire operation. So I don't want to talk too much about yeah, it because yeah. I like to do talk about it. But yeah, you're going to see some major changes. Yeah, I'll keep you. I'll keep you informed. Eh, I'll keep you informed. Eh, you get- yeah, <laughs> be, I'm, I'm looking forward to all you have to offer. But I want to just say thank you so much for being on the show, Focus Ramon. I am so grateful. Thank you so much for taking the time to do this. Thank you, thank you, thank you, and thank for, you. For, oh my, you're the only person that's doing this. You know, that's great. That's really great work you're doing. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Um, and so thank you so much to everyone for listening to this episode of the SNC podcast. I will be back in another two weeks with either a producer or a songwriter. So we're trying to decide, but you know, um, I'll be back with someone special for sure. Thank you so much, everyone. Bye. I'm
podcast is produced by Shade Anousier and Tommy Wafaumi. To ensure you don't miss subsequent episodes, you can follow the show on its various social media handles at the SNC podcast. So that's T-H-E-S-N-C-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. And that name is universal across Twitter, Instagram, SoundCloud, Facebook, iTunes, and Mixcloud. Alternatively, you can follow me on Twitter at Shade Nonconform. Cheers.